Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. It is said experience is the best teacher. Having been a teacher myself, I beg to differ. Experience is not only the best teacher, it's only when you intentionally use that experience that you learn. Having been in the classroom, I would have learners who would be repeating the same grade year after year with an attitude that says, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. We went through this last year. Why do we need to go through it again? And with the world of experience that they had, you would assume that they would know better. In fact, they would grasp certain concepts better than the other learners. But this was not true, simply because experience is not the best teacher. And there are two ways mainly to learn. One, through your mistakes. Secondly, through the mistakes of others. And this is where mentorship comes in. In today's podcast episode, we'll be delving deeper on the role that mentors play in the life of a leader. Welcome back to Take Your Lead podcast. I'm so glad that you've joined us and that you continue to be a part of a community of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about their growth. Thank you so much for joining us and for raving even about us. We appreciate the reviews, rating our content and sharing the content with your teams, your friends, and helping us to change the world one individual at a time. Today's podcast episode, we'll be looking at how mentors are very pivotal for every leader. It's a bit costly to learn through your mistakes when someone else has already paid the price. It takes humility, which is amongst the key skills or traits rather that every leader needs to have to be willing to learn from somebody else. It is proven from experience that great leaders are great learners, people who are willing to learn from others. However, within mentorship, who you learn from is more important than what you learn from them. There are a few traits that you ought to look for when identifying a mentor. And we'll look at that in today's episode. We'll also look at the role of the mentor in a relationship and the role of a mentee in a relationship. When we talk about mentorship, oftentimes, I know it's a term that's used loosely a lot by a number of people and for quite a lot of different various reasons. But for today's episode, I want to look at mentorship as a relationship that you have with someone. Because again, a mentor is someone who doesn't only cheer for you. A mentor is someone who doesn't clap for you, but it's someone who loves you enough to move you beyond your area of comfort. A mentor is not someone who's just standing alongside you, cheering you on. They're not your cheerleader. But a mentor is someone who pushes you 
It's someone who stretches you. It's someone who causes you to continue to reach and stretch forward for the mark of the higher call upon your life. A mentor is someone who intentionally creates opportunities of growth for you and helps you measure and monitor as well whether you are growing from those opportunities or not. Because that becomes very important as well within mentorship. Because as a mentee, if you are not growing, you somewhat make yourself unnecessary as a mentee. Because the relationship of a mentor and a mentee needs to be beneficial to both parties. Maybe a few foundational thoughts or ideas within mentorship, which I strongly believe are very important. Because mentorship stems from a basis of trust. The relationship, as I mentioned, needs to be mutually satisfying. It's not about you only receiving as a mentee, but it's also about you giving to the relationship. What do you give? You give your availability, you give growth, you give attentiveness, you give productivity. One of the best gifts you can give to a mentor is growth. Mentors are fueled when they see the people they pour themselves into become better versions of themselves. They are fueled to pour more when they see you maximize and use that which is transferred to you as skill. So the beautiful thing uh, about a mentorship relationship, as I've mentioned, is not only the fact that it's developed through mutual trust and confidentiality, of course, but it also helps you reduce the risks of uh, living unhealthy or making unhealthy lifestyle choices because you've got someone who acts and serves as a sounding board. Someone who guides you in good decision making. Someone who helps you vex the decisions that you are making. Oftentimes, as a mentee, it's important for you not only to know the end product, but be well-versed, and this is what mentorship allows you access to. It helps you move away from getting the finished product, which has been cooked, which everyone is enjoying as a wrapped product delicacy, which tastes amazingly good. But as a mentee, you go into the kitchen where this beautiful product is being made. And that's why mentorship is very messy because there's flour going around, there's sugar, there are measurements which are very key and very important because they contribute to the quality of the product. There's an incredible assistant that we have who does incredible things within the baking world. It's an amazing company in South Africa, Bumalang. I encourage you to check them out, Cake Serendipity, just to brag a bit on them. And I was asking her recently, what is it that causes her to be set apart within her target or within her area of speciality? What is it that causes people or clients, myself included, to come back to her year after year in significant or insignificant events? What are some of the core traits that enable her to reproduce the same taste, same quality of cake or muffins or uh, whatever it is that she bakes? And she mentioned two key things, uh, which I'll just maybe pull from. It was quite a few more, but I just will take two. And one of them was she never compromises the ingredients that she uses. Even if it means she needs to drive longer distances, look for a supermarket that has those ingredients in stocks, in stock she doesn't just decide that because i can't find it easily i'll just make do with what i have and this is where mentorship comes in where you intentionally ensure that you are using the same ingredients within growing as a mentee or as a mentor 
and I know there are different seasons and different times based on what you're working on, which we will talk to, which demand different ingredients. So mentorship gives you room to know the ingredients that are necessary for you to be successful. Secondly, she mentioned how she never compromises the heat uh, that she uses to bake her products. No matter how under pressure she is, how much behind time she is, but she ensures that the heat is the same. And this is true because one of the things about mentorship is it comes with heat. Heat that makes you better. Heat that causes you to be well cooked. So as a mentee, mentorship allows you room to be well cooked. It also helps you build and develop confidence and build even competence in your personal passion projects. It helps you grow in your career academically, be it extramural activities. So this becomes very important for you as a mentee, as it helps you deal with the complexities of life without losing yourself. Maybe just to break through, as I'm doing groundwork, to the roles of a mentee within a mentorship relationship. One of the roles that a mentee needs to play and assume in this relationship is to take increasing responsibility for managing the relationship. It is your responsibility as a mentee to ensure that you take responsibility for the relationship, you own it. How you show up is very important. It's important for you as a mentee to show up prepared in that relationship. Secondly, take increasive initiative for own learning and development. As a mentee, it's extremely crucial for you to take initiative for your own learning. When something is re recommended to you to read, to study, to check out, take ownership, take initiative, to look out for it. If your mentor maybe quotes or cites a website, a book that they are reading, an idea that they are thinking on or contemplating, take initiative to delve deeper in learning so that next time you meet, you're able to contribute to dialogue. Thirdly, be prepared to experiment new approaches. You can't be in a mentoring relationship and you are closed-minded. You need to be open to learn new approaches to life and how to deal with certain challenges that you might be facing. Be open to experiment even with new perspectives that your mentor might give you. Fourthly, be willing to listen and reflect on feedback given by your mentor. This is extremely crucial. Feedback for you is very important. Feedback for you, it helps you seek real-time feedback and honest feedback because you need within a mentoring relationship to let your guard down so that you are open to honest feedback, which will help you be better as a mentee. Be willing as well to give honest and timely feedback to your mentor. Not only do you receive feedback from them, but you also give feedback to them, which is honest and timely. If they ask you to do something, you tried working on something, it went exceptionally well, Give feedback to your mentor. Maybe it flopped, it didn't turn out the way you wanted. Give feedback so that you can be advised how to do it better in future. As a mentee, fifth, bring issues to the meetings and identify difficulties that you may be experiencing. This is extremely important. You are the one who needs to bring issues or problems or questions to the meeting. And this speaks as well to showing up prepared. Don't just come there and sit and wait to be told because the mentor can't now be guessing what you need. It is your questions that will guide them to speak to the area which itches the most. They're able by you, if you get to a doctor oftentimes in the consulting room, 
the doctor just doesn't get there and for lack of a better word prophesy what's wrong with you but they'll ask you what is it where is it painful how long has it been painful when i touch is it painful after having observed you on the bed with the stethoscope they then are able to tell you the way forward or prescribe what needs to be done or the medication that's necessary but this is after consultation and conversation the same is true within mentorship it is when you begin to speak uh, to what you are experiencing the pains you are going through that your mentor is able to prescribe to you the correct dosage or the way forward lastly seek development opportunities as a mentee self-learning is very important seek support and encouragement seek ways that will help you develop and be better so these are the roles that a mentee needs to have and assume in a mentoring relationship let's jump now to the roles of a mentor within this relationship now because as a mentor as i said at the top of this incredible episode which will be a two-part episode and in part one i really just want to delve deeper on the nitty-gritties of mentorship having identified what is your role as a mentee and what is the role of the mentor the role of the mentor in, in a mentoring relationship is to develop an ongoing relationship with the mentee by meeting with them regularly but this becomes tricky because as a mentor oftentimes your time is on demand people need you you need to show up in different areas so how do you now sift which mentee you pour more of most of your time in and i think this is where the preto principle comes in the 80 20 principle where you invest 80 percent of 20 80 percent of your time on the 20 percent of the mentees who are producing the most and this i know sounds a bit counterintuitive because oftentimes you would want to help the ones who are struggling the most but truth of the matter is using a rating scale one to ten if you keep spending most of your time on people who are a two or on a scale of one to ten chances are with the time you invest in them they can grow up to maybe four yeah four five maybe max which is like 30 percent improvement whereas if you intentionally invest your time and effort to those who are on a scale of six five six seven the two three 20 30 percent moves them to excellent above average where they are on 70 80 90 sometimes even 100 percent and this gives you a higher return on your investment why am i saying this this enables you to mentor people who are able to replicate the mentoring that is being poured into them to others because mentees need to earn your time they earn your time through production they earn your time through how they live out that which is being taught to them because sooner or later each and every mentee needs to grow and be established and be able to replicate that which they've received from you because the mentoring relationship is not a picture of a dam but it's a picture of a river where through the relationship ideas skills knowledge wisdom flows through the mentee to other people that they will mentor because it's a bit unfair for a mentee to be a dam and take and keep everything for themselves and not empower others so as a mentor it's your it's your role to develop these relationships relationships are developed over time quality relationships need time so it's your role to develop initially 
it's a bit awkward initially there's a lot of ground that needs to be covered until trust is established and it's your role as well as a mentor to ensure that you are earning trust with your mentee secondly assist in identifying possible focus areas in your mentee that will enable them to grow by giving advice and direction one of the ways I do this is by going through five questions upon the first session just to find out where they are. So with the five questions, firstly is who are you? This helps me to know the mentee. Who are they? Outside their name, title or position, if it's a work relationship, who are you? Beyond that facade, beyond that mask that you have to put in of having to put on, of being together when you're in front of people, who are you? When stripped of your title, stripped of your accolades, stripped of the followers you have on social media, who are you? Because this helps you to be real with your mentee so that you do not have to role play, but you are honest with them. Second question I always ask is, where are you? And this is a key question because the where are you helps me identify five domains. Where are you spiritually in your relationship with God? Where are you emotionally in terms of your well-being? Where are you socially in terms of your relationship with others? Where are you academically in terms of your relationship with your personal growth and development? Where are you? And this becomes very important because it helps you speak to those areas. And then lastly, if it's financial coaching or mentoring relationship, because you also want them to be better and sustain themselves financially as a mentee. Where are you financially so that we can help you put systems in place that will help you even grow financially? After having identified those two questions, the third question follow up is how did you get there? emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, socially, academically, what are some of the things that caused you to get there? This helps us to reflect back on the past. Um, I know in psychology that one of the theories we learned is SPT, which is solution-based therapy, which looks at the future. So that by the time you begin to introduce solutions, you've observed and delved at what caused the existing problems that you have and this using a car analogy is where you reflect through the mirror looking back uh, through the review mirror and that's you taking a glance of where you come from but after having glanced at the review mirror looking through the wind screen which is bigger than the mirror which enables you to look at the future ahead, which leads us to the fourth question, where are you going? Now that we've identified where you are, how you got there, where are you going? How does the future look like? How does the future you look like? Who is the person you want to become? Not what do you want to get or achieve, but who is the person you want to become? Because in order for you to achieve what you want to achieve, do the things you want to do, you need to become a certain person. And who is this person? Explain this person to me. Maybe I need to be more punctual. I need to be orderly. I need to be focused. I need to be more relationally, emotionally intelligent. And this helps you. Now that you've identified the fourth question of where they want to go, the last question would be, how are you going to get there? This is where you begin to help your mentee with a roadmap of small incremental steps that they can take towards the person they want to become. So as a men mentor, your role is to act as a sounding board during decision making. Just helping them, not making decisions for them, but help as a sounding board where the ideas are being bounced to you and you help them through questions because one of your roles as a mentor 
mentor is not to speak a lot, but to ask questions, to probe with open-ended questions so that you help them think and see. One of the beautiful things my father taught me this, that a mentor does for you is that they put thought where you've not put thought. They serve as a pair of eyes where you might have had a blind spot. So you act as a sounding board. You assist with support and supervision for your mentee. You enable them to soar uh, and learn and stand on your shoulders. You not only um, help them with support, but you hold the ladder for them. That's one of the roles a mentor has to play, where because you're at the bottom, you're ensuring that you're giving them stability. They can confidently reach higher heights because they know there's someone who is the mentor in this regard who's holding the ladder firm. So they're able to reach heights and reach things they would not have ordinarily been able to reach because you're holding the ladder for them by supporting them, supervising them, communicating with them, communicating relevant information or issues of concern that you might have. And lastly, one of the important roles over and above providing ongoing support and empowerment as a mentor is for you to open up doors for them that ordinarily they would not have access to. This is where you use your credibility to give them access to relationships that will help them think better, help them do better, help them do things that they would not be able to do. So this is where you leverage your relationships, your network in order to increase your mentee's net worth. However, this is quite of a tricky one because they need to earn it. And this comes by you having spent time with your mentee and having trusted them to know that when you open up a door for them at that level, they will maximize that door and they will not dishonor the door or nevertheless throw sand on that relationship so that because whatever a mentee does in the long run in a formal mentoring relationship does come back to the mentor who taught you that, who taught you the etiquette of greatness, who taught you how to speak, how to show up. So after you've seen the readiness and the preparedness of your mentee, the last thing you do is to open up doors for them to grow. And for this episode today, let me park it today. Just to look at how, as a mentor, you need to show up in a mentoring relationship and how, as a mentee, you need to own up to this relationship. I hope uh, this lesson has helped you and will help you pursue, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, who you learn from is very important. And in the next episode, we'll be looking at the nuances of mentorship. We'll be looking at how, as a mentor, how you use your experience to help your mentee be better. And some of the questions that you need to ask yourself when considering someone to mentor you and some of the questions that as a mentor you need to peruse through in order for you to decide if you are willing to invest time in this individual. So till we meet again, remember to download the episode notes, which are a great tool for application and I encourage you to even go through this with your team or even with the mentee or someone maybe who's asked you to mentor them so that they understand the groundwork or ground rules of the relationship that they would like to have with you. So till we meet again next time, ensure that you are taking your lead, changing the world one individual through mentorship. God bless. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. 
And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.